Now, every single Thursday, round about this time, uh, we host a great South African and, and we benefit from his or her expertise as we continue to find ways to build a better country for each and every single one of us. Tonight, we're talking about the, the state of our youth and some of the interventions that have been made or considered. Joining me this evening, our thought leader for tonight, Joseph Rassetti, the acting CEO of New Love Life Trust. A very good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time today. Good evening, Tammy. Thank you um, for hosting me, and uh, also thank you to the listeners of Metrofen. So perhaps let's start with the New Love Life Trust. Why New Love Life Trust? Um, the the new love life it, it it came about as a result of the fact that um, as a youth organization we we are a, an organization that is agile. We are an organization that is bringing in uh, new ideas on top of what we have used or worked with, and we are seeing it as needing to be reinvented. A, a, a in order to respond uh, efficiently and effectively to the programs that we are working with with young people. I know I can ask you this question, um, Joseph, because you have been with Love Life for, 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 for decades, literally. I mean, you did leave at some point, but you first started working at Love Life around uh, 2002. Looking at how... I guess the, the the socioeconomics and the dynamics of health and youth issues. How have those changed uh, throughout the, the decades? You went back to Love Life in 2021, but you were there in 2002. What's different, and how is the approach to issues of youth and health different now to what it was back then? I mean, the, the, the issues then uh, with uh, with young people uh, were such that, you know, technology was not there uh, so much that, you know, most of what we have been doing have been uh, running around the communities by ourselves and all that, uh, ensuring that we reach out to schools, we reach out to communities in rural areas and the various parts of the country through um, uh, the love tours, through... Uh, the love life chain and the love games but currently you know uh, uh, despite some of those uh, uh, trends that have, uh, uh, have, have, have continued to be there some uh, new uh, um, trends come in that include the social media platform the social media platform uh, has come in such a way that when we implement programs we are able to do so and effectively so with young people interacting with the love life programs on the social platforms so these are the new trends that have come in now that are sustaining the program interventions of love life with our young people we know love life as south africans because it's one of those brands that has been in the ngo and health sector for a very long time but if you could give us a crux of what love life aims to do and and who you are Love Life is an organization um, that um, has been working with young people, particularly uh, with the aim of empowering young people uh, with information on, uh, on, uh, on, on, on helping young people to be able to live the healthy lifestyles and ensuring that Love Life, as they, and young people, as they get empowered with, 
with, with information. They are able to take uh, informed decisions about their uh, lives in terms of, you know, um, their educational programs in terms of, you know, staying free from, you know, new HIV infections and reducing the infections and new infections uh, thereby. And also making sure that we equip young people with skills that would help them to be able to be employable in, in the future. We are having various programs that uh, ensure that our young people, as they get involved in, in, with Love Life programs, they are able to go out there and find themselves in a space where they can be able to get into organizations, they can be able to get into companies, private and NGO centers, to be able to, 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 to work for themselves and be able to provide themselves for themselves. And your scope, how broad is your scope? You touched on, you know, HIV and issues of, of sexual health, etc. But you're also touching on issues of employment and employability of, of the young people. What areas and what sectors does your scope and your mandate as Love Life actually cover? Tony, we, we've got what we, we call the Groundbreaker Program in Love Life. In this Groundbreaker Program, that is where we, we, we work with uh, selected young, young people out of school who we train on, on, on programmatic interventions that, you know, you know help them on peer education, counseling, and, 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 and also computer skills that can be able to get them employed in the, work, in the workspace as they exit the programs of Love Life. We also work with private sectors and, and uh, the mining sectors. And in this space, this is where we get the mining sectors to come and equip our young people with the skills that they can be able to you know, find themselves working in the spaces that are able to provide them uh, uh, with working opportunities. Um, the, 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 there's also um, spaces where we work with young people in terms of, you know, artisans and fun uh, opportunities that our young people can be able to be equipped with such skills to be able to find themselves employable at working spaces. And who qualifies to be part of your programs? We are looking, Tammy uh, Love Life is looking at young people uh, that are out of uh, metric, uh, that are, you know, those that have finished metric and are not finding employment or opportunities in, in, in tertiary education, those that are sitting at home and are doing nothing, love life is welcoming them in our white center spaces to, uh, to take advantage of our programs. We are welcoming them at, at, at our various uh, youth zones that we are working with the Department of Health to ensure that they get this opportunity to be capacitated with information as well as being capacitated with the skills that are necessary for them to be able to uh, get this opportunity. We are working with uh, particularly uh, the ages group of, of, of 10 to 24, but of course, yes, for the working space, we are looking at those that are matriculating at any age of their life between those ages of, 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 of particularly, uh, you know, after metric to 24 years of age, which is our uh, age spectrum of working with young people. Hmm. Now, how would you describe the, the state of, of the youth today, the, the state of South Africa's youth, and, and do you actually find them coming to you 
as a, a place for resource? The state of the youth in the current state, Tammy, uh, it's it's so uh, a, a sad scenario. I mean, the employment opportunities for young people really has been sitting stagnant, and uh, you know we are seeing uh, the, 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 the issues that are confronting young people, especially you know dropping out of schools and teen pregnancies. These are the issues that are confronting our young people uh, at, at the current state. I mean. HIV infection is something that is really continuing to be plaguing the lives of, of, of young people. But what we are saying as love is that there is, is not the end of the world, but rather there is hope for young people in South Africa. That is why Love Life, or that is the reason Love Life is having these programs that are uh, crafted and geared towards helping young people or the youth of South Africa to be in the position where they can be able to take informed decision about their healthy uh, lifestyles, where they can be able to, you know, to be equipped with skills that would help them to be employable in the, in the job market. And um, these are the opportunities that are there. You know, there, there is quite a lot of, of, of issues that are related, with, you know, these issues that are confronting young people. And as they come into the lives of young people, they create mental health uh, problems that involves depression. You know, we are seeing young people getting, you know, in, you know, depressed, wanting to commit suicide and all that. And Love Life is saying, as we are saying, it's not the end of the world. We have the opportunity where young people can be able to call our contact center to be able to be offered um, the psychosocial uh, support that will be able to deal with their mental issues as they experience with the challenges that they are faced in, in their lives. And that there, I said, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'd like to talk about an opinion piece that you wrote. Uh, Children giving birth cannot be our norm, uh, you have titled that. Uh, and so we'll speak about these uh, psychosocial um, you know, issues that young people are facing, especially pregnancy among children. It's 8.41 on Metro FM Talk. It is exactly 8.42 on Metro FM Talk. Our Thought Leader Thursday, we're joined by Mr. Joseph Rassetti, the acting CEO of the New Love Life Trust. Dade Rassetti, just before we went to the break, I, I, I made reference to an opinion piece that you wrote uh, in News 24 titled, Children Giving Birth Cannot Be Our Norm. Take us through uh, that article and, and some of the points that you put forward there. I mean, the, 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 the issue of teenage pregnancy in South Africa, really, it's quite a worrisome factor. And um, really, we are confronted by the, you know, the, the, the ever-increasing uh, teen pregnancies that we are seeing children giving birth, you know, um, you know at our health facilities. And really, this is affecting the, um, the, the future of the country. I mean, our future leaders have been you know, uh, dropping out of school as a result of teen, uh, of, of, of this early uh, teen pregnancies that um, we are experiencing in, in, in the country. And recently, we have seen, uh, you know, uh, uh, teen pregnancy continue to be to be rising in provinces like KZN, Pumalanga, and Limpopo. And, and really, uh, this is quite a very concerning uh, for a country to really sit on its laurels 
and not act on the on the problem of teen pregnancy. There's a part of the article where you say, and I quote, South Africans should be worried that this past Christmas and New Year period, there were, according to the Department of Health, 100 teens as young as 13 years old that gave birth to babies. When you look at these type of situations, the, the question that I'm asking, and I'm sure the question that many South Africans are asking is, where are the adults? Where are the, the parents in situations like this where children are left vulnerable, as young as 13 years old, 100 of them pregnant this past Christmas and New Year period? Tell me, our communities are faced with a very uh, um, uncomfortable um, uh, spaces uh, where uh, young people are living. You know, I will give a scenario or where you know you know the, the families of these young uh, parents, uh, you know, would, would would be even finding it difficult to to, to report a case of uh, I mean a teenage abuse that is taking place in the family. For reasons that, for example, if 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 a parent go and report, then the family would lose the. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 what do you call it? Support from the person that has been in this relationship or impregnated this this young person. We are living in a situation where uh, you know um, adults, um, 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 you know, what we call sugar babies, are taking advantages of poor families in our community, where in they they led our young teenage girls into. into sexual relationships, impregnating them while they are having their own families, and really having nothing. Families finding parents finding no option really to say, let's take a route of acting against these people that are, are putting our children into this kind of of, of 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 a situation. The parents really they they they, they are left uh, you know hopeless. They can't act. Whereas they are sitting in a space where really they are seeing that the action of the adults, the action of you know uh, uh, our communities, is unfairly disadvantaging on our young people. We had one of our callers a bit earlier on today, Uzetu, making reference to children playing in graveyards. Um, and, and playing soccer in graveyards, and there were adults in, in the presence of the kids, and you know maybe there were coaches, etc. But I think what's quite important about that dynamic is that there were adults with the children playing soccer in a graveyard, a place that is supposed to you know, be sacred if you're a person of any sort of values, that there are things that, you know, ought to be sacred, that you don't just desecrate, that it's not okay, it's not normal to make... Uh, a graveyard, your playground. What do these type of circumstances and situations say to you about the consciousness of adults when it comes to parenting in the sense that it takes a village to raise a child, not only the children that you give birth to, but every child is your child, that type of mentality. Can you repeat that to me, Tommy? Yes, I was saying, because uh, what, what he was making reference to is that even the adults themselves didn't find anything wrong with playing in the graveyard. So instead of teaching the kids that, no, this is not a place to play in, they themselves were part of the problem. Are adults part of the problem in some of the social ills that we are seeing and some of the social ills that you deal with? 
Tell me, that is quite very correct that, you know, uh, parents have become complicit in exacerbating the, the, the problem of uh, teen pregnancies and um, allowing it to, 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 to happen in, in, in their face. You know, some of the parents would, you know, even allow the, uh, the sugar daddies of the, the, their teenage uh, uh, girls to, 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 to be to be in the same space as they are. And then the, um, I'm saying it again that, you know, the, this compromise comes as a result of the fact that the parents themselves are, are living in, in, in conditions that they cannot provide them for themselves, but these uh, sugar babies are able to provide for them. So they become complacent. They are not able to really uh, look into addressing the, this community plight that we are faced with, but rather they find themselves uh, um, uh, acting alone in this uncomfortable space where we find our young people getting pregnant and the numbers of pregnancy increasing, getting our children out of schools and all that. Mm. So I guess a lot of parents find themselves trading values for a meal, you know, trading values because of True. poverty and unemployment, saying, um, But let's turn our attention to the country. Do we have the type of policies and interventions in place that can help to support our youth and to help support the work that you do, for example? South Africa, we've got policies that really work into, you know, protecting young people against this sort of, you know, uh, um, um, uh, uncomfortable spaces that they are really when you get into the, you know, uh, the, the, the education space and the, the Department of Basic Education, uh, really, which is where a lot of teen pregnancy is happening. They've got policies really that 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 really uh, um, um, protect young people against uh, abuse. You know, that make sure that you know. If this kind of abuse is identified, then, you know, it's, it's been dealt with. Unfortunately, you know, um, there are loopholes that are there. You know, reporting of this kind of cases, for example, are not happening. They are hidden and all that. You know, we are working um, across the country, you know, as Love Life with, with various organizations, with government departments in health, in education, in sports, to ensure that, you know, we drive policies that protect young people from uh, the predators in, in our communities, but we always find ourselves in a space that people have lost their morals, people are, uh, are, 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 are not really responsive, especially into ensuring that our young girls are protected in this space. Dr. you have a huge, huge task ahead of you, but I'm quite certain it's a task that you are right and ready for, um, looking back, you've always been in the NGO space. 20, 2002, you were a professional counselor um, at Love Life. Uh, you stayed there for, for some years and then moved on to you know, other qualifications and, and, other, and other areas, got back there in October 2021. But now that you are the acting CEO of the new Love Life Trust, what is your vision? What is Love Life's vision for this year? What would you use as your barometer for success? Tell me, um, Love Life, um, 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 as, a, as, a, as an organization, what, what, what really is there for Love Life as, 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 as an acting CEO? 
one of the important tasks ahead uh, with, with Love Life is to really ensure that, you know, um, Love Life visibility and uh, its visibility is increased. I mean, if you look at, our, at Love Life now and, and really um, uh, back then, you know, and I'm getting asked this question time and again, that, you know, where 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 love life been and all that really this really tells us this as, a, as an organization this really tells me as a leader in the organization to say we need to really take love life back to where it was where the visibility of the organization was so transparent you know across the country where young people really would you know be wanting to jump to love life activities and be able to get involved with Love Life, help in driving the agenda of ensuring that we reduce HIV infections among young people, we get young people out of the street and to be getting involved in, in, in our programs, to empower them with information, to empower them with the skills that they would help them to be able to deal with their life. Of course, we, we, we would want to ensure that you know our young people are free from substance abuse, our young people are, 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 you know, we reduce the teenage pregnancies that we are seeing with, with young people and ensure that we are having young people that are, you know, employable in the future that can be able to, you know, uh, um, take a, a grasp of their, of their life and provide, you know, for themselves without being reliant on, you know, the economy that is not growing being reliant of, of, of people that are really are taking advantage of their, their lives and all that. Ndate Joseph Rassiti, thank you so much for being our thought leader on this Thursday, uh, really just flying the flag as far as youth issues are concerned, the empowerment of young people, the sexual health and sexual behavior of young people, as well as the psychosocial dynamics that young people face. We thank you so much for your time and wish you all the best for your tenure. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. That's Mr. Joseph Rasiti, the acting CEO of the New Love Life Trust. Now, if you are a young person or you want to find out what Love Life is all about, you can actually follow them on, on Twitter. Their social media handle on Twitter is at NGO at Love Life NGO. So you'll see um, basically all the amazing activities that they're doing there. I see uh, some TikTok videos. So... Um, really just getting out there, making sure that young people are knowledgeable, young people are empowered, and young people are protected. It's 8.55 on Metro FM Talk. Before we wrap up in the next few minutes, let's hear what some of you had to say in the voice notes that you sent earlier on.